Simple Life Together, Episode 2, Using Routines to Simplify Your Life, and some simple tips for search and research. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. So, we made it past our introductory show. Yeah, interesting, huh? I, uh... Learned a few things about myself on that show, uh, maybe using a, f- a few words over and over again. That's something I'm going to work on. I learned a few new things about you too, babe. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know it was a lot of fun. It was interesting and you got a good taste of um, what you can expect from us. And if you missed it, you can go back and, and check it out. Yeah. Um, you can always check uh, at simplelifetogether.com to find out any information you missed from past episodes. And as a little reminder, uh, for every episode, we'll pick a couple of topics for discussion that deal with simplifying life. And the subjects will always vary, but hopefully include some great takeaways for you. And the bonus is we usually provide some links to additional information or resources where you can find more info on the subject. So again, if you miss anything here on the podcast, you can always find it in the show notes for each episode at simplelifetogether.com slash the episode number. So for today's show, it's simplelifetogether.com slash 002. So let's get into topics. Vanessa, why don't you introduce your first topic? Ooh, yay, I get to go first. Okay, well, um, being that I am a professional organizer um, and that I'm so passionate about it and I just want to educate the whole world about how organizing can simplify your life, (laughs) I naturally picked a topic that I think is going to be beneficial to anyone that's listening. Um, And basically, to give you a little background... um, you know, I'm going to talk about how routines can simplify your life. And the reason why I want to do that is because I've worked with a lot of mommies lately and some women small business owners to help them kind of organize their offices and their homes. And uh, and even over the past, you know, three years as I've organized several homes and, and folks, there's been a reoccurring theme as to, you know, one of the causes of their disorganization. And one of those things is that they have a lack of routine. Yeah. Yeah, they just, um, you know, when I start to ask them, so how do you handle your laundry? How do you handle your incoming paper? How do you handle such and such task? They really didn't have a routine. It was just like they were kind of letting life and other people and other things dictate their schedules. Is this something that they they knew they were doing or... No, I don't think they really knew it. It was kind of, it takes, sometimes it takes an outsider yeah. to kind of look in and, and kind of go, well, you know, and that's what I'm actually pretty good at. I, <laughs> I'm actually able to go in and I can kind of, as I talk with my clients and kind of, you know, look at their space and, and kind of learn more about, you know, what their priorities are and whatnot, um, you know, I'm able to kind of see, you know, how their actions or, or lack of some actions kind of, you know, reflect their disorganization yeah. or cause their disorganization. Some, sometimes it takes that second set of eyes to really look look at it. And yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you're like, oh, wh- wow, I didn't, I didn't realize that. Kind of like that one time when you said, you're a lot like your mom. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> wow, great. You know, <laughs> I was kind of upset, but then I was like, you know, you're right, you know. <laughs> So, you know, but it's just, uh, you know, kind of looking in and trying to help them out. But like I said, I just noticed that there was just a lack of routine. Mm -hmm. And so I try to let them see that first. And then I give them some recommendations on how routines can really help you simplify your life. Now, I, Dan, you know this, I love routine. Yes, you do. And what happens when I am out of my routine? Yeah, you get in a funk. Oh, that's really nice. That's putting it very nice. Very nicely. Yeah, yeah. I've become very. It's a very, family show. It's a family show. I've become very crabby, so to speak. Yeah. And it's because it's because when I have routine in my life, I I know what to expect. I know when certain tasks are going to get done. I'm better able to focus on my priorities. Um, there's more calm. My family has more calm because they know what the routine is. You know, they know when yeah. dinner's going to be ready. They know when you know what the nap time routine's going to be or the nightly routine's going to be. So they're. They're much nicer. Yeah, especially too. Your, your workout routine. I know that's super important to you. And I know when you get out of, yeah. out of cycle on that, it's uh, it's rough for you. Yeah, I feel out of sorts, you yeah. know, because that does help calm me. Physically, it just calms me. But then I'm like, wait, what, now how am I going to squeeze that in? Right. And so, so anyhow, so I like to help people just to acknowledge that, you know, having a routine can really help you have more peace and calm in your life. Um, it helps you actually build confidence. Um, and, uh, actually it's really beneficial for your kids too. 
to help get them into routines because you're going to teach them a lot of different life lessons. You're going to teach them boundaries. You're going to teach them responsibility. um, And they're going to have confidence too. And you're teaching them independence and and accountability, really. And so it can be beneficial as a family unit as well. So it's kind of like the reverse of that saying, the fear of the unknown. So it's known. They have a routine and it's known. And so they feel comfortable and at at peace, I guess. Exactly. And not to kind of relate us adults to toddlers or anything or babies. But I remember when I was raising my five, you know, my now five year old, but when she was, you know, a year or two, and even when she was younger, when she's an infant, I knew that if she wasn't in a routine, she would get grumpy and crabby. And, you know, and so and I realized, and this is before I even became an organizer, I just realized it's because I didn't, I was lacking routine. Like I didn't have a set time for her to clean up her toys or take a nap to um, when she was going to, you know, uh, take a bath and get ready for bed. And so once I started to do that, I realized that she wasn't acting up as much. Now we've been fortunate. She's never really had a temper or anything, you know, or yeah. thrown tantrums, but she was just much more amicable, easier to <laughs> to deal with right. at night and throughout the day. And so that kind of relates to adults too. Yeah. So, so anyhow, so that's why routines are great for you. It's just, they can really help you build confidence and have a sense of calm and really kind of help out, um, kind of maintain calm in the household as well. Yeah, and good so, stuff. so what I thought I would do is that now, if you do want to get the family involved, I got to give you some advice first. Okay. okay. Yeah. Now, Dan, you remember when we were teachers, yes. instructors, you can't just, you can't just tell somebody to do something and expect them to do it. Right. You know, um, they might, but they're going to have a lot of resentment and they're going to be, you know, upset with you or whatnot. So before you teach anybody anything or expect them to have a routine, and you can even do this with employees and, and coworkers, you know, if you need to help, have them help you with a task or routine, you need to kind of do a few things first. And the first thing is, is that you really need to establish what the expectations are. If you want your child to help clean up after dinner, you need to show them exactly what that means. That means I want you to clear the table and show, you know, that their responsibility, they're expected to clear the table, wipe it down and get it done. Um, So establish the expectations of them. Then you want to show them exactly how to do it. And you got to tell them why. I think it's really important to tell them why a certain task needs to be done. And that could be that it helps keep a cleanly house or um, it's an important task. <laughs> cleanly. Oh, cleanly. Oh, sorry. Cleanly <laughs> the word of the day. <laughs> well, we need to have a clean house or cleanly house. Um, so, you know, it's just, you got to let them know why a certain task is important and why you want them to get that done. You know, be part of the team, you know, mommy needs yeah. help or whatever the case may be. Um, and then have them practice it. And then... Here's the important thing, too. It's not after that, you really do need to establish a set of rewards and consequences. I don't like to call it punishment, but I just like, you know, it's consequences. There's going to be consequences for actions um, if if you don't do certain things. Um, But you need to make sure that your your children know that or if it's going to be your employees or coworkers or whatever, just let them know. If we don't do this, this is what's going to happen. That's why we need to get this done. Um, But you also need to give them a little bit of rewards for like. For example, my daughter, if she gets two stars every day at school for the week, she gets to go to the frozen yogurt store. (laughs) Yes, the yogurt store. (laughs) And so when she says her prayers, she always thanks God for giving her two stars because that's that's her (laughs) priority in life. That's her priority in life. So anyways, I needed to make sure that that was up there, up front. You know, if you're going to have people do stuff in your family or at work, you really need to kind of take these steps first to... Before you establish your routine. Okay, can you go over them again? There was expectations. Yeah, establish the expectations, okay. what the expectations are for them, All right. whatever the task or routine is going to be. You want to show them exactly how to get that task done. Okay. Um, and you want to explain why. I think that's very important. Then you want to practice that routine. Let's do it together. Show them, have them do it, you know, watch them do it as you monitor or whatever. Right. And then you need to establish a system of rewards and consequences. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because that's going to give the good. motivation to get yeah. it done or not. So positive motivation, sometimes negative. Sometimes motivation. Yep. you got to have it. You yep. have the negative stuff too. So, so routines. Let's talk about some common routines that maybe that you could use that's going to help you out. And these are some things that I really that I help with my clients a lot. Um, and one of the most important things to me is establish a morning and a nightly routine. And what is it you say that your next day starts the night before? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, yeah, without a doubt. I always kind of use the term 
I don't know if I want to get into the whole explaining it, you know, in 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 this environment yet, or maybe it's a good subject for another podcast. But the whole left of the line thing, when we do long term planning, mm-hmm. we talk about okay, when the from the time you start to execute, it's that's the line, the starting line. Okay, yeah. Well, there's a lot of things you can do left of the line to give you a kind of a head start. Okay. And um, so yeah, so every day I think really starts the day before, or, or or if it's a big event you've been planning for a while, it started. You know, whenever you first started planning it, so. A while ago. So, yeah. So, you know, just, I think it's huge if you have a, established a nightly routine. Because in the morning, we know how the mornings go. You hit that snooze button once or twice, like I usually do. Um, it's going to throw you off, you know. And then you're rushing, trying to get lunch ready for yourself or for your kids or for your, you know, spouse or whatever. Uh, and then you're wondering why you're rushing out the door and that your kids forgot their homework and their backpacks weren't really packed the right way. And so I... I believe that if you establish a morning routine or a nightly routine for your morning, it's going to make things a lot smoother. It's going to make your days a lot uh, more tolerable. So here's some ideas, some routines that you can do um, for your nightly routine. Pack your lunch. Like I just said, I always pack my daughter's lunch. And I do it right actually when we're cleaning up after dinner because that's when I'm getting all the leftover containers out. Might as well do that all at one pop. You know, so I pack lunches the night before. And if I have a client the next day that I'm going to be doing a long session with, I pack my lunch as well. So um, I also set out my clothes and my daughter's clothes the night before. And matter of fact, I take it a step further. I actually pack a week's worth or I set out a week's worth of clothes for my daughter. She has these little hanging cubbies in her closet. And I just put everything together with her, her underwear, her socks, her shirt, you know, her pants, wrap it all. I roll it all up and I slide it into one of those slots in so i know each day what she's going to wear you don't have to get that crazy but at least lay out the clothes well that's cool i mean she can pick one out that she wants too it's true. unless yep. it's like you know school shirt day yeah or or pajama day at school that they have sometimes but i mean otherwise she can pick whichever outfit she wants and you know it matches and exactly so she has a little bit of independence there you know so i just say okay pick something from the cubbies and she's set so um, but you can set out your own clothes um, you know, and part of this is checking out your calendar. If you're not going to a routine job or whatnot, or, um, you have a different event that's going on one day, you know, just check your calendar. That's also part of the nightly routine. So you know what the events of the day are going to be, what appointments that you have. Um, and then you can dress accordingly. And then I would take advantage of that time to go ahead and do your ironing. If you need to iron your clothes or do something special with your clothes, I would do it then, um, instead of waiting until the morning to do that. Um, you can consider having your children, if they don't already do this, shower at night. Um, I know that both of our kids shower at night, so that that's one last thing that they have to do in the morning. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I also have my daughter um, and our kids that have them pick up their toys at night as part of their bedtime routine is that we pick up their toys and then they shower and then we read a story and, um, and whatnot. So that's something you can do. You can do. This is something that Dan does. He actually preps the coffee maker. Yep, I sure do. That's his little ritual. I get up in the morning and usually by 4.30 or sometimes <laughs> earlier and just hit the button. That's, that's it. it. It's ready to go. So go ahead and get your coffee ready. and Or you can set it on a timer or, you or whatnot. A, you did a post on that too, didn't you? I did. I've got a lot do of posts. Do you have a link to that? Stuff. I have a link to, yes, I do, on how to pack lunches or prep for lunches how to prep uh, your coffee the night before, how to create a morning routine. So all these things, I've got links to that too. Okay, we'll put those in the show notes. Awesome. Um, Another thing you could do is pack your children's uh, backpacks or have them pack their backpacks, check their school calendars to see what's coming up, what's required of them, make sure they have their homework in there and whatever else they might need, and then have that ready by the door or wherever you guys leave the house. So again, um, check the backpacks and folders. Um, I already talked about checking your calendar. That's huge to me. I always check my calendar, even yeah. when I know there's nothing going on. That's something I'm kind of weak at. But uh, uh, yeah, you, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad but, you said uh, what it. What no, I am kidding. good is about, uh, and we'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk about this in a future episode. Is setting up uh, Google calendars to um, to text you reminders, and yes. I use that really effectively. I love, I love reminders. I love sharing calendars, and I love yeah. the reminders. Um, and then. 
maybe you can even look at prepping, you know, the dinner the night before too. Like I always try to plan what my dinner is going to be. Um, and then I, if I have to pull something on the freezer to defrost in the refrigerator, I'll do that. Or I just kind of get my mind set for what the next day is going to entail. So those are just some examples of things that you can do as far as a nightly routine to help you with your morning. And, um, and if you have trouble with that, what you can do too is, you know, as far as figuring what your routine is, create a checklist, create a checklist and, and post it in a common area or even, um, at the door, wherever you depart, like in the morning. So you have a checklist. Okay, we got everything. You know, we remembered our lunch. We remembered the backpacks. We remembered this. I know it sounds silly, but I'm all about spelling it out. I love checklists, don't I? <laughs> yes, you, yes, you do. <laughs> so, so that's morning routines. Um, and then I'll talk about one more. I've got lots of different routines and I'll mention them, but, and we've got links to it. We'll put that in the show notes, but, um, what are you laughing at? <laughs> just, She's laughing over here at yeah, me. It just reminded me that the whole morning, uh, I know it's family show and all, but that, that uh, I don't even know where I got it. It's a British saying, you know, as you're leaving for work in the morning, it's like he goes through the mental checklist, spe- spectacles, testicles, wallet, and watch. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. <Yeah. laughs> that's it, though. You yeah. know. That's clean. <laughs> it's clean. <laughs> so. You know what to check for. It's yeah. all good. <laughs> okay, so the other routine um, that I think that everybody can benefit from is having um, a paper and mail routine because we all struggle with paper. No matter how hard we want to go paperless, like Dan and I are trying to do, um, and we're getting pretty good at it, yeah. but you just can't get away from it completely. And I will see folks that will just let papers pile up and pile up, pile up. It's because they don't have a routine of how to handle it or how to sort it or how to file it or how to take action on it. And so I'm just going to offer just a couple suggestions. The first thing is to check your mail every day or at least as close to every day as possible. <laughs> it might be every other day. We make a routine that after we pick up our kids from school or we come home from the day, we swing by and, and we pick up our mail. We have a community mailbox, and so we, we get our mail. And then, then what I re- recommend is sorting it right away. Don't let it sit there because a paper pile is just delayed decisions. Yeah. You're just waiting to make a decision. Why not take action on it and, and discard things that you don't need right away? That's something we're pretty good at. We, we, we go through it real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, whoever gets it you or i mm-hmm. and then we cut out the labels of course the address labels we shred those and then take whatever recycles out, to the out. Recycle mm-hmm. bin and, yeah. and then if there's something for the other person to read we just set that aside um and let them review it the second they're done with it then we put it into what i call an action file and i have a link to this as well I'll have this in the show notes because um, i have a great video on how to set up an action file and basically an action file is how you can manage your papers on a daily basis um, your incoming mail you don't necessarily have to take action on every item right away but it's a it's a temporary storage facility <laughs> if you will um, until you need to take action on certain items like let's say you get a water um, a, a sewage bill or whatever um, you don't need to necessarily pay that bill right away but you need to pay it in a week or two well what you can do is go ahead and have your write that on the calendar pay the the water sewage bill. bill or whatever make it a couple days prior to the due date <laughs> and then just put that fi- that paper into a file that's in your action file that's called to do or to pay and so now you have a temporary you know, storage area for that, but it's not piling up on the counter. It's not sitting there lingering, waiting for you to take action. And it's clearing out, you know, <coughs> clearing your space. So anyway, it, this is a great, this is one of the first things I usually um, help my clients with just so they can tackle the incoming paper. But especially when people are struggling with paper clutter, that's one of the first things yeah. I have them. And, and I, the, whole, the whole action file that you set up for us is about, what, four inches deep? And yeah. Then, and, and then just big enough to hold some hanging files uh, that are what, eight and a half by 11. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So anyway, it's an odd to, it's a really kind of just a simple system because I'm not a big fan of piling papers. I'm a much bigger fan of filing because if you pile it, it's so hard. If you have to grab something out of the middle of the stack, yeah. you're going to, the whole stack is going to topple over or it's just going to create frustration when you're trying to, to find something. But if you have it filed upright, it's easy for you to kind of sort through and find what you need. Yeah. So file, don't pile. Um, And let's see. Oh, um, you know, using a scanner to keep digital files instead of paper files. Uh, We have a routine of once a month, I keep all the papers that I do want to scan in a folder. And so once a month, when I just coincides when I do my bills, 
I scan the items that I need, and then I shred what I don't need. So again, it's just building a routine. Figure out what works for you. Um, so anyhow, those are just some those are just some ideas as far as how you can manage your your paper and mail um, as far as a, a, a routine for that. But there's routines for everything. You can have after school routines, meal planning routines, laundry routines, toy clutter routines, and I'll have links to some different topics on each one of those things in the show notes. But I just want to let you know that having a routine is really going to help you simplify your life because, one, you're going to make sure certain tasks are getting done. It's going to help you focus on your priorities. It's going to create calm. Um, it's going to help your kids get involved and help them have a little, you know less stress in the house, too. Yeah. Um, and just overall, it's just it's really going to help you as far as feel like you have a sense of control over those daily things that need to get done or, again, like I said, your priorities. Yeah, it makes definitely sounds like it makes things simpler. Okay. I hope that helps. I'm so, sure it will. Okay, and one last thing. Go ahead. If you're struggling with where to start, I've give, got two suggestions. Either start with something that's simple and easy to tackle mm-hmm. or s- start with the thing that's causing you the most stress. So if paper's causing you the most stress, tackle that first. Right. If your meal planning is, you know, making meals is causing Try setting routine there. That's good advice. Okay. Well, thank you. Good advice. Well, I think it's your turn, it's my, sir. It is my turn. And uh, I'm going to hit, uh, really, it's, I guess it's a, a tech topic. So uh, I'm going to discuss simple ways to get the most out of search and research. So, uh, I mean, it's 2012, if you're listening to this <clears throat> before uh, before New Year's this year. Yeah. And uh, we all use you know, Google or another search engine to do, uh, to do our searching for us and do our research. But, you know, thinking about it, a lot of us were never really taught ways to do that the right way or, or to do it where it doesn't take an awful lot of time and, and so forth. So I thought I would share a few. Or you don't have a resource like your husband. You who there helped. you go. <laughs> I don't have a husband. You're right. So, but, uh, Lucky for both of us. Th- there's some really neat little tips that can help you out for doing search and research. So uh, these are just a few things I picked up along the way. And uh, first, when you're, when you're doing research, on, say you want to you know, buy something new, um, just know that search, en- search engine results uh, are, tend to be skewed positive uh, towards an item simply because of just follow the dollar signs, advertising, and affiliate efforts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if you're looking for a widget, there's a lot of people out there who want to sell you a widget, and there's other people who are affiliates for that widget, and, and I'll discuss affiliates in just a second. But, um, you know, you probably already know that on the f- uh, you, you look on Google, the, the first few things that come up at the top of the page that are either highlighted or, or they're bolded and sometimes highlighted in the background in yellow or so, you mm-hmm. know, those are, those are paid search links. Yeah, I didn't so, know that <clears throat> yeah, those at are, first. I mean, I, I know now, but. Yeah, the, those are, those are um, ads that a company pays for through Google to, to have those placed mm-hmm. in, in search results. So those first few at the top are paid. And on some searches, there's even some that are bolded or highlighted at the bottom that are also paid of the first page. So as you're looking through, just know that those links are – they're there to sell you something. So they may be packed with a lot of great information, but they exist there to lead you to buy the product. Mm. So you know, just keep that if – you're, if you're just doing research, those may be great places to look. But uh, uh, there's other – search results that come up at the top of pages a lot that are called affiliate links. Now, affiliates get a small percentage of the sale from the company. So if somebody buy, somebody clicks on an affiliate's link, um, say for an Amazon product, they, uh, they click on that link, and if the person buys that item or any other item during that visit, then that affiliate will get a small percentage of that. Uh-huh. So, And that's not a bad thing. There's a... Uh, there's a, a lot of good that comes out of affiliate marketing, and, and even we do some some have some affiliate links on on all of our websites. It's just a, the way that some people pay the bills. But I'll I'll get into looking at that in just a few minutes. Did you have a question? No, no. Okay. Um, so, like I said, they're not all bad. All affiliate links aren't bad, but they are leading you to a sale. So just keep that in mind if you're going to buy something, and if you're researching, not a big deal. So, uh, like I said, we use affiliate links for products, and we only use them for items that we would use or recommend anyway. And 
you know, I mean, you know, we only make a few cents off of each sale. So, I mean, we're certainly not going to let that compromise our integrity. So, but no. not everybody's like that. So, right. So, just kind of be aware. So, as you're going through, you may see a lot of sites that end in the word, like, say you're buying a toaster, you know, or or a or something else. You know, toasterreviews.com. A lot of sites that end in review or reviews, you go to them and they'll compare different models of toasters and so forth. And it can be a good place to find information, mm-hmm. but also know that they're that they exist there to make a sale. So, right. So that's a good thing to know when you, when you're doing research. Well, I know because I'm gullible when it comes to yeah. You know, I'm just thinking everything's just innocent. Every comment's gonna you know if they're saying that this is an awesome product, then I'm gonna take them for their word. Right. And so I'm glad you've kind well, of enlightened me with that. You know, and not like I said, you just got to take what they say with a with a grain of salt yep. and realize that sometimes, you know, they may be maybe skewed towards a more higher priced item if they're so inclined. Yeah. See, so. I think you get that from your investigator background. Yeah. You just kind of figure out what people's motives and intentions are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of things with life, unfortunately, you can follow the dollar signs. Yeah, yeah, true. But, uh, you know, one thing I do like to use a lot is uh, crowdsourced reviews. And and what that means is, um, like, we we do, you know, we try not to buy a lot, but what we we often go to Amazon to, to buy, and we're Amazon Prime members because... You get the free two-day shipping, all that stuff, and you get... Uh, uh, it's just way more convenient. Yeah, way more convenient. It's simple. <laughs> it it's actually simple. does kind of save you money in the end, too. But one of the things... We shop on, uh, online. Yeah. I mean, getting free free two-day shipping is awesome. Yeah. But uh, uh, but we also shop at mom-and-pop shops, too. Yep. But they sometimes it takes a lot of effort if there's a certain thing that you need. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to go on Amazon and just pick it up. But uh, So simple. It is very simple. So... Um, <laughs> Um, simple and cleanly. And clen- oh, cleanly. cleanly. So the two, hey, hey, you know, two words of the day. Welcome yeah. to the simple life and cleanly life together. Yeah. So, uh, but what I, one of the things I love about it is the, is the crowdsourced reviews. So if if I if if you look at the reviews for a product on Amazon, uh, they're usually rated between one and five stars, and you can click on each one of the star levels, so one star, two star, and so forth, to kind of get a an idea of what people have to say about it. And, and you know, you can, you can learn just as much from a one-star or a two-star review yeah. as you can from a four- or five-star review. Wait, when you say the one-star, see, I usually rely on Dan for the review research. Yeah. So will it list everything that was a one-star? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Oh, okay. It'll say an item will have, the more reviews it has, the better, I think, because sure. it kind of evens out. Uh-huh. You know, there's always going to be the trolls who say it's a one and it sucks no matter what. Yeah, you yeah. You know, there's also going to be people who they take the path of least resistance they rate it a five you know? yeah but it's the ones who are kind of in the middle uh-huh. that usually give you know some reasons for why they either rated it down from a five or up from a one and i think the more re- uh reviews there are the the more the the better the distribution and sure. especially if you can see that there's 50 reviews and 48 of them are five star reviews and and one is a one star review and one's a three star review, you know. I mean, it's probably a pretty darn good. Pretty good, item. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you know, take a look at that, and you can read a few at each level until you you're comfortable. Uh, and and the, and the reviews can be very in depth and answer a lot of questions that you might have. Uh-huh. So like, uh, if you you buy a a certain like a case for an iPhone or something, and you want to know you got a, an iPhone four, and you want to know if it works on a four S. In the reviews, it'll usually tell you, mm. "Hey, I bought this for my four, but it uh, or for my four S, but it didn't work. It only works for the four. So, so you can learn a lot of additional oh, information that the mm-hmm. manufacturer doesn't provide there. So, it's a good place to do uh, uh, some research uh, for restaurants and services uh, in your local area. I check out uh, uh, Google. Uh, local and and also Yelp, especially for restaurants, they have crowdsourced reviews, and you and you, you can take a look at through um, through those and and get people's recommendations. It's a lot like the you've probably seen Angie's List or heard of Angie's List. That's a that's a service that uh, basically they their whole their whole service point um, the unique selling proposition is that they are providing reviews to people, mm-hmm. and so that's a paid service. So as the consumer, you pay to be to go to Angie's List and, and find out what's good or what's bad. So, um, but crowdsourcing, I like. So if you're doing research for something, use search, use crowd search, and uh, those are some great places to do that. So another thing that I do for comparisons, um, I was just, you know, looking for 
online backup and finding what I really wanted to use for my online backup. Um, and we'll get into that on another episode. But there's a lot of information out there on what's uh, how good something is. But as I mentioned, it can be skewed. So I use what I call ob- uh, obverse thinking or obverse search. So when you're, you're searching for the opposite of what you really want to know. So if, if you say, if you're looking for an item, you kind of really want to know you want to know if the item's good or not, right? Right. But there's also the obverse of that is you really want to know if the item sucks because, <laughs> right? because you know you don't want to get taken. So what I do a lot is I search for whatever the item is, and then I put sucks after it in the Google <laughs> toolbar. That's smart. And it brings up great results. Now, now, I'll tell you something. And the online backup thing, I, there, I narrowed it down to three big services. Uh-huh. Or actually two big services and one that I that – seemed to be the perfect service and I couldn't find out a whole bunch of information on it. And so I put in for each one of those, I put in the proper name and, and I'm not going to say the bad ones cause you know, I don't want to, I don't want to dog any company, but the one I ended up going with was a company called Dolly drive for, okay. cause we're Mac, all Mac right. and they, that's what they specialize in is back online backup for Mac. And I put Dolly drive sucks. Right. And, I, there were zero results in Google. Now, I guess that's show, probably a good thing. Show me any other thing that you search for, and there's zero. Re- Actually, you know what? It showed zero results, but when I when I searched down, there was one result, but it said the other one sucks. I'm going. I'm switching to Dolly Drive. <laughs> All right now, 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 no kidding. The the one that I the other one that I was initially going to go for uh-huh. had well over two thousand direct hits that said blank. Sucks. Oh, okay. So wow. That, that helped me make my decision. Now, is that scientific? Absolutely not. But is it a simple technique to find well, out what you want to know? Without a doubt. Well, yeah, like you said, you know, because what are you going to do? When you're asking, I would much rather get someone else's opinion or recommendation, someone I know, what do you recommend right. than a product site that's going to, of course, flaunt and talk, you know, say, hey, we have the best blender out there. Right. But, you know, if two of my friends are like, gosh, I can't stand it. I had to replace the parts after a year. Uh, I tell you, I'm probably not going to go with that blender. Right. So I would much rather have a peer review than, or a friend review and recommendation than yeah, I something agree. like that. Yeah. Oh, I like that though. I like trying to use... <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. So, so that's, that, that's, uh, that's probably what I'm all going to cover on research today. But I do want to uh, hit a few really super simple tricks for if you're doing uh, search, uh, using the search bar the Google, specifically the Google search bar and other things that you can use it for. All right, so um, here's some simple tips uh, that you can use. If you're searching for something and you want to find the, if, if an exact phrase matches it, you put that whatever you're searching for in quotation marks. What do you mean? Like So let's say I want, um, okay, we're going to search for the exact phrase simple life together for oh. our podcast, all right? Yeah. So you'd put simple life together in quotations. So... And then it'll only bring up results that have that exact phrase. Okay, so you have to put it in quotations. So specifically, that's exactly that's what you want, right? Okay, right. verbatim. So, um, so if you t- if you simply type "simple simple life" in quotations and then put "together" outside the quotations, you'll get pages that contain the exact phrase "simple life," but also somewhere else on there the word "together." So probably what you're going to get if you type if you just type in. Uh, without quotations, simple life together. Remember that Paris Hilton show, The Simple Life? Oh, The Simple Life, You're going to get yeah. a whole bunch of results for, oh, for junk. With, with Paris Hilton. So uh, <laughs> so let me get into how a good way to search for that uh, in in a second. So so say if, if you don't want a term uh, that you're searching for to appear in the results, you use the minus symbol. So an, oh. that example again. Using the same example as we just did, if I search for simple life in quotations and I'm swamped with results for that the TV show, The Simple Life with Paris Hilton, what I can do is I could, I could also choose to use simple life in quotations and then I put the minus symbol and then the word Paris. All right, oh. so it won't bring up any of the things that include Paris, oh, Hilton, Paris Hilton. Or, okay. you know, or whatever. So awesome. So the, that's a way to simplify your search because it's you got to separate the wheat from the chaff. If you're just doing general searches, uh-huh. these are simple, super simple ways that you can bring up oh. what you want and faster, and not waste your time searching for. Oh, things. I like that. You can also do an either or. So say if you're ser- searching for, let's see, I'm, this is off the cuff here, but 
you, you want to know you're going camping and you want to find out about a good hatchet or an axe, whatever. Oh, okay. So you can search for hatchet and then capital O R for or that's called a, a modifier. And so hatchet or axe, and it'll bring up things that have both of those and or, or either or in there. So that's an either or search. Okay. What did you call the capital O and R? The uh, what? That's that's called. Well, it's called some call it a modifier. Some call it an operator. It's an operator thing. Like okay. like if I want, you, have you ever gone to a site and you want to search on the site, but there's not a search function? Yes. Uh huh. You, um, you can use what called the site operator. It's called. So you put site, S I T E, okay. and then a colon, and uh-huh. then and then put the website, and then then you can put. You know, so if I wanted to search, I'm going to use Simple Life together okay. again, even though we have a search function on there. I want to find out about um, your action file or okay. your routines that you just talked about. Okay. I would put routines and then site, S-I-T-E, colon, simplelifetogether.com. Oh. So it'll search that site and it'll bring up results for routines on that site or action file on that oh, site. that's so, cool. Yeah. So it's pretty simple. All right, so uh, if you want to give music a test drive, uh, go to your Google search bar. You can type in the artist. You could type in the song, and you're likely going to get a whole bunch. Say the that what was your what was your favorite song in high school? Oh, putting put you on the spot. Oh, Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my favorite. But it's right, the so, first thing I thought. About. So so put that in there, and and if you want, you know, you want to relive your high school days. And uh, mine no. was, I think, take me out to the ball game or something. I'm a little older than you. Strange love or something. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Depeche mode. And uh, so what will come up is a whole bunch of YouTube options. Now, there used to be like uh, little audio clips used to come up in the search bar right at the top of, uh, of, the, of the Google search results. But now it's mostly uh, YouTube options oh. because – you know, YouTube is the world's number two search engine, and it's owned by Google. You know that Google mm-hmm. is Big Daddy. Nice little marriage there. Yeah. So, uh, so need to, and, and it's great for if you need to know how to do something. How do you install a car stereo? How do you make an everything bagel mix? How do you delete a <laughs> delete a Facebook post from your i or your iPhone? Um, then YouTube is the place for you. You just go, just search into into Google, and then you'll bring up uh, different options. And right. if you look across the top of your search page result, it has the web, it has images, videos, yes, uh-huh. and so you can also look in there too. I always like to tap on the images, yeah, because then I can tap on that, and it usually takes me to a site. So because right. I'm a very visual person, so yeah. that's cool. Uh, in the Google search bar, you can type in weather, followed by your city, your zip code, whatever, mm-hmm. your country, and it'll come up with the weather, current weather at, at that location. And you can use it for all types of conversions. Uh, you can convert between you know, different height, measurements of height, weight, volume, whatever. So if you need to convert like cups into tablespoons, you simply, in the search bar, type in X cups in tablespoons, and it'll do the equation oh, for you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And uh, – but there's lots of other things that'll convert for you from currency, distance, measurements in time, um, and it'll do simple math. In the, I'm just, just having a moment here. There's a new Google commercial that's out there talking about how you know how much does the Earth weigh, and this it's yeah. all about. I mean, it's, everything's in the search bar. Yeah. So I mean, I just I forget the functionality of that search bar. That's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just thinking that Google's pushing that, but yeah. Cool. So it's simple math, uh, plus sign, minus sign, mm-hmm. divide, you use the slash. All right. So if you just put in, uh, you know, multiply 17, 17 by, uh, uh, by 37, you know, you put the X sign in there, it'll give you the result right there in the search uh-huh. bar. It's also, you can use it as a dictionary, so you don't get to keep that big old smelly book around. <laughs> All right. A couple ways to do that. You can, uh, you can just kind of take a wag at the, a wild guess at the, at the spelling of it, put it in the search bar, and it'll ask you at the top, did you mean yes, this? Uh-huh. And it'll, it'll correct that. That but, happens uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. It's not that great of a speller. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you can also have it define the word you want. If you just put define and then a colon... All right, that's an that's an operator or a oh, that's modifier, an operator too. Yeah. Okay, so uh, define in a colon and then the word you want. It'll automatically bring up. It'll even bring out how to pronounce it. All right, so <laughs> if you cool. just put define define whatever you want to find without the colon or other, it'll bring up lots of other results too. But there'll be links to different dictionaries and thesauruses and so forth. But if you use the define colon and then the word, 
It's a specific function that the search bar will do. So movies and area code, you can, you know, just type in what movie and your area code. It'll bring those up. Oh, neat. Um, uh, area codes, just type in your three-digit code. It'll tell you where it's from. You can track your flights and airport conditions in there as well. Just uh, type in the name of the city uh, it'll, with, uh, with the uh, flight number or the, the airport code. You know, and like for here in San, we're in San Antonio, Texas, SAT, boom, it'll give you the conditions at the airport. Wow, instead of having to actually go to the flight, you know, the airline yep. website and stuff, yep, that's you neat. know it. That's and, good. Uh, and it will track packages too. So just that UPS, FedEx, or uh, Postal Service uh, tracking code that they give you. Sometimes you get it in your mail and you go to click on it and it's not working. If you put that in Google, it'll track it right through Google. Oh. It recognizes that algorithm. So. <sighs> And I know that it's been a while, but you wrote about a lot of these, uh, some of these, some of them have changed. There's a lot more. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you kind of, you actually kind of were the driving force behind Behind that that one. I was the wind beneath your wings. You (laughs) You helped draft that one. I knew a little bit about the stuff, but there's a heck of a lot more information this time. Yeah. I had no idea the versatility of that little search bar. That's pretty, it makes things simple and cleanly. Yeah. So you can check out. One stop shopping. I'm all about one stop shopping. (laughs) That's right. That's good. So you can uh, Van- check out Vanessa's post on this that she did at Jesus. It was a couple of years ago at uh, getsimplified.com slash search. And, of course, we'll have that in the show notes as well. Oh, well, thank you, Dan. That You're was awesome. You're welcome. So I guess that's it for our main topics. Now it's time for the thing segment. The thing segment. segment. Remember, the, uh, this is where we each pick one thing since the last, last episode that we want to highlight, something that's uh, had a positive impact on us and – it could be anything. It could be an app, an experience, a conversation, a product, or whatever. So, uh, Vanessa, what's your what's your thing for the show? What's my thing? So he doesn't know what this is. Like I we said, no idea. We surprise our, each other with the thing. Well, uh, my thing is kind of a personal experience that I had. <clears throat> you know, I started building my 2012 Hayes family Christmas action plan. <laughs> so, and I started planning this. Well, before Thanksgiving, because that's just what I do. I do it for a living and I do it at home. Um, and so, you know, I was just kind of creating this plan of like what my gift list was going to be and the budget for each gift that I wanted to get for my friends and family. Um, I even put on my uh, scheduled on my calendar when I wanted to get certain things done, like when I wanted to get my family pictures taken, the cards made and sent out, when I wanted to actually do all my online shopping, um, when I wanted to decorate the Christmas tree, and even when I do my in-store shopping, which I don't know who does that anymore, and I'm dreading it. I don't like shopping, not during Christmas time, but... Some things you just have to get at the store. So anyhow, so I like having a plan because it just, it really cuts down on my stress. Um, I still get a little bit stressed. Dan's looking at me like, yeah. what do you mean? I, everybody <laughs> does though, you know? It's just natural because you just want to get stuff done. You want to have it, you know, run smoothly. Um, you know, and I've even done spreadsheets in the past, but uh, I didn't get that crazy this time. Just made a simple list. Uh, anyhow, so last week, or actually this past weekend, we did a little day trip up to Wimberley, Texas, a cute little um, hill country town. Um, it's it's just really gorgeous. It's cute and it's sweet. It has all these really neat little shops and stuff. But anyhow, on the way back, um, I was kind of talking to Dan about this action plan, and I was just kind of going over some of the gifts and kind of getting his you know thumbs up or approval or whatever. Just kind of, and also dropping the hint that okay, we are going to decorate the house this weekend stuff like that so kind of giving a heads up what's going on um and then just kind of you know being the blunt upfront. let me make life easier for you by telling you exactly what i want for christmas kind of person um i naturally started telling him what the kids and he could get for me for christmas and then there was this pause and i'm like and i look over and he's like looking at me like what are you talking about I thought we said that neither one of us were going to do gifts this year because we're trying to simplify our lives and uh, refocus our priorities, you know, uh, cut down on expenses and, you know, and truly live this thing about we don't really, we want for nothing. We are good with what we have. We have enough. And so instantly I felt like, oh, wow, I just felt guilty. Um, I just, it sounded so greedy and selfish and deserving and expecting, like I expected all that stuff. That's not how it came across though. At well, all. I guess I just kind of felt that way. I, you know, I kind of played it off for him. Yeah. I was like, uh, you're right. And I, and I said, you're right. We're not going to do that. We're not, no gifts for either. I'm serious. 
oh, and he's rolling his eyes. That's exactly what he did. He's like, yeah, trick me once. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, where has he heard that before? You don't have to get me anything, honey, really. Yeah. Um, but I meant it this time. I really didn't mean it. And I was like, you really don't have to get me anything. We did say that, and I, I'm going to feel better um, if we do keep with that original plan. And so I had to pause and think about it and just analyze my feelings. And so what I realized was that one, I still struggle with wanting things. I struggle a lot with it, and I think we all do. Um, even when we're on this path to a simpler life and, you know, this idea of less is more, and yeah. we just don't. Um, and uh, I realize that change can be hard no matter what you're trying to overcome. And I also realize that simplifying your life is just as much of a process as trying to organize, trying to lose weight or overcome an addiction. Maybe it's not as hard as overcoming an addiction, but it's a process. Yeah. And so you just got to take it step at a time. And so I guess my thing is just realizing that change is hard um, and it's okay to struggle with change and that you, you might backslide or uh, you still may want to want more things now and again, um, even when you know you really don't need anything. But you just need to treat it as a process and take it one step at a time. And so my step was to, one, acknowledge my vulnerability to want and wanting more. Um, and that I didn't really need to feel guilty about this conditioned behavior because it is conditioned. I yeah, think we're sure all conditioned is. to, you know, to get, to receive, especially at Christmas time, you know, and, and to want. Um, and then my next step was to take action on this. So what I, I'm a, a big, I'm a big advocate of, okay, so now you know what was wrong or something that you did that you want to change. Now, what are you going to do to change it? You know? And so my action was to, okay, how am I going to counteract that need of want? And for me is I, I sent out an email to my family saying that I don't want any gifts this year. And if they feel compelled to give any kind of a gift, I want them to give a donation because I want to start a specific charity. And so that was to me, that was a start. And now, now one, I'm, I'm kind of releasing that need of want because I'm going to get something. I'm still going to receive something, but it's going to be something greater than me. For, it's going to be something to help, you know, hopefully a bunch of people out. And so, anyway, that I, I don't know if that thing is going to be helpful to you or not. I just think that we all struggle with wanting more. And my, my, my thing was realizing that it's okay. But uh, try to take action to kind of do something about it. Good stuff. What about your thing, babe? Yeah. Well, honestly, my thing is very simple. It's, um, it's a shout-out. You know, this whole podcast is new to us. We've, and as we mentioned in the introductory episode, we've always wanted to do a podcast. Uh, I know I've been wanting to do one for a couple of years, and mm-hmm. I just never uh, took the action to do it. I mean, I, 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 um, I thought about it a lot, and it was that whole analysis paralysis and how do I get started. And, and it sounds so simple to just record something and then you know put it up on iTunes and see if anybody enjoys it or gets anything out of it. I just wasn't sure if uh, I, I hadn't found my voice, and I didn't know what it was that I wanted to talk about. And then mm-hmm. what really has made it great is is starting this with you. And so, so I mean, that, that to me is, is, um, that's a big gift and, and I honestly wouldn't be possible. Uh, I wouldn't have gotten off the ground and be able to enjoy this if it wasn't for, for uh, one person in particular Mm -hmm. who I've listened to for, uh, three years or so. Yeah, at least. All right. Um, so I got to send a shout out to Cliff Ravenscraft. Uh, if you listen to a lot of podcasts or ever been interested in podcasting, he's at podcast. Uh, he's called the Podcast Answer Man, and he's at podcastanswerman.com dot com or at gspn tv. And I'll put those in the show notes. And uh, it just wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for him. He's been a huge inspiration, and uh, and he's been my personal podcasting mentor. And, and this guy coaches some of the biggest names uh, on the internet in podcasting. Um, people that I've listened to for a long time and uh, like Dan Miller whose book 48 Days of the Work You Love really kind of set me on this trail of uh, doing what I want to do when right. I want to do it and uh, so uh, Cliff helps Dan Miller out with his podcast um, uh, he also helps a two-time New York New York Times best-selling author Michael Hyatt who we mentioned in the last podcast with his life plan and he's at michaelhyatt.com and Pat Flynn of SmartPassiveIncome.com, who uh, who has a fantastic podcast and and blog, who I've been following for a couple of years as well. And Cliff helps them all. And I I uh, I listen to his show at PodcastAnswerMan.com. Uh, from uh, I got that from iTunes for a couple of years, and uh, 
And it, it was entertaining, even though it wasn't actually podcasting. I learned so much about it, and it just kept on piquing my interest. And then I finally took his podcasting A to Z course, which honestly wasn't cheap, but it was worth every penny. And um, again, if it wasn't for him, I would not, I, we wouldn't be able to do this podcast today. So I owe him a big shout out. And, and uh, if you're ever thinking about doing a podcast yourself someday, definitely check out uh, Cliff and uh, check out, if you're looking at a class, check out podcastingatoz.com. And uh, Cliff gave me a discount code if anybody was interested uh, of $100 off the course. Just uh, there's a discount code box. Just type in Hayes, which is our last name, H-A-Y-E-S, and uh, get $100 off the course. Oh, that's a good deal. You know, there's a lot of free info out there. Cliff puts a lot mm-hmm. of information free. Uh, but sometimes it's nice to have somebody kind of hold your hand through the whole process until you just get it. And uh, yeah. and I know that's a hu- just a huge feeling of satisfaction knowing that we're we're sitting here in our what we call our world shed quarters, just uh, uh, talking to one another. And hopefully, some of you find what we're doing helpful in, in some some way or another. Yeah, we'll that's see. our passion. We like to help folks. That's it for episode two of Simple Life Together. We hope you'll join us on the journey toward a simple life in the modern world. It's our pleasure to be able to share some ideas and experiences we've had along the way. We'd love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and give us a good review in iTunes. If you know someone else who might enjoy the journey too, send them to our link, simplelifetogether.com, where we'll post our show notes, links, and blog posts related to the show. We also have links to our Twitter and Google Plus profiles and other contact info there, too. And we'd love to hear from you, so be sure to leave comments below the show notes on SimpleLifeTogether.com. And we also added a, a feature to the website this last week so you can give us some direct feedback. Uh, and we would love it if you would give this one a shot. If you have access to a computer with a microphone, just go to SimpleLifeTogether.com, and on the right-hand side of the page, right in the middle, you'll see a little microphone icon with the words, Send Voicemail. Click on that, record us a message, comment, question, or whatever, and uh, we'll talk about it on a future episode. Pretty simple way to do it. How simple is that? A little... That's so cool. Click and talk. That's so cool. Well, we look forward to hearing from you. Try that out. Yeah, definitely. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your... Simple Life Together. Simple Life Together.